And now for something completely different. Four, three, two, one. Hi. Welcome to the future. Remember, no guts, no galaxy. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 182. We are your host, Phil and Darren. Today is Wednesday, October 16th, 2019. I'd like to say welcome to everyone out there. Support for this podcast is brought to you by our patrons and Twitch subs. Would you like to support the podcast? Become a Twitch sub today. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash no guts, no galaxy. Good day, Phil. How are you? Doing well. Look what I have here. Eight, a, you can see it's mousse? full too. Yeah, I got a one full too. A full bucket of coffee ready yeah. to go. I, you know, like I said last mm. time, I feel like I have to wear my freedom hats around. You freedom know, hat. Yeah. And my freedom mug. Hey, what's yep. going on, guys? How is everyone doing out there? I'd like to say welcome. We've got another podcast. Going to sit down, talk, go over a few things, maybe learn something, maybe maybe digest maybe. a few things. I don't know. I don't know. If, I, I tend, gonna... I've learned a lot from you over the years, I think, you know. Oh, I know we've learned from each other, no doubt about it. What, what is... Absolutely. Patience. If nothing else, we've both learned patience. <laughs> or tr- try to. Like yeah. I think you know, with me at least. Um, but yeah, man, how was uh, how was your weekend? Did you do anything new, different? Uh, were you on a boat? What's going I was on? on a boat, dude. Really? I went out, uh, uh, yeah, we went out. A uh, friend has a big trawler, a forty-seven foot trawler, and uh, he had to empty the tanks. But basically, after that, we um, went and cruised around the bay and had a great time. I got to steer the boat, and I was totally thinking of you when I was out there. In fact, I went uh, to the front of it and I did the, you know, I'm the king of the world yeah. and, uh, and, and on, I'm on a boat and sang the song a little bit, but yeah, I had a great time. It was great weather, although a little overcast, it was, it was calm out there and, and just had a good time. So I was on a boat where you, uh, did you look at any property? <laughs> no, I did it. I, I'm sorry. I was just picturing you out yeah. there like Titanic, like I'm Jack, the king of the world. Jack, um, you know, it was, it was awesome. Rebecca's probably like, I don't. I'm she was sitting up I'm on the sorry. fly deck, so she was up above. Yeah, she's probably uh, like, "That's my husband." I'm sorry that he I think she has like pictures that. of it, but yeah, uh, yeah we had a great horrible. time. No, I mean, in 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 the bay, you're you're talking about, I guess, where the port comes into like Seattle, that bay. So, yeah, is the water pretty chill in there already? Um, yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's sheltered, so it's not open ocean. You're not yeah. getting huge waves. However, like today, it's very windy. Um, so you can see tons of white caps out there. We, gotcha. from our bedroom window, we can see the bay, um, and, uh, or the sound they should, I, I yeah, should say sound, yeah. the, that's what it is. Puget yeah. sound. But anyway, um, yeah, had a great time. Lots of people out there got to, uh, you know, there's like million multi-million dollar homes all along the waterfront, you know, and some of them have like, you'll have, you know, something that's like a $3 million home. They have their private Marina and they have like a million dollar yacht parked at their private marina. you're just you know a lot of money up here yeah um not not in my bank account but certainly no with with our neighbors you know i to bring up sort of a yes somebody I, did paint me like they're french girls let me let me bring up so i remember when you were you you were contemplating coming out here and hmm? um that didn't work out because family it was way that being too north far carolina away. yeah north yeah. carolina and you guys settled on where you are right now. But one of the things that I remember talking to you back then was, was the potential, and I guess it's eventuality of something occurring on the Western seaboard 
like yeah. tsunami. Like that's an actual thing that's it's happened in uh, what was it? Uh, Alaska had a really bad one, our earthquake and stuff uh, early in like the 1900s, right? And that there's the same principles that apply like in parts of Japan um, mm -hmm. apply to like the the west northeast northwest coast and that's where like don't build below this you know uh marker because of you know previous stuff is is that something that has ever been like like have a concern uh, you know as far as living like right on the the water so when we were first looking at moving up here we started you know seeing articles about the big earthquake you know living in california you live there yeah um you, you hear about that all the time, right? The big one. The big one's supposed to happen. It could be the next year. It could be the next 100 years. Yeah. That's a weird thing to take in. Like, okay, so what do I do about that? Uh, you keep, you know, a week or two of, of water and some rations yeah. or whatever. But really, what do you do to protect yourself from the big one? Yeah, what can uh, you do? Yeah, yeah and, and that's the same with up here. There's, there's supposedly, you know, any day, any year, yeah. any century now, there could be the big one up here in the Pacific Northwest. And what they basically say is anything west of I-5, which is an interstate that goes up, you know, pretty much cuts straight across Oregon, straight up through Washington. And but it's but it kind of runs along the coast. So at least the western part of the states, they say anything west of I-5 is pretty much toast if it happens. Um, fear mongers or scientists i don't know yeah. you know who, well, who it is wasn't it wasn't it um they were talking but, about uh, like the 100 year floods that even like oakland and stuff where i didn't realize this growing up that oakland had levees everywhere and that they were built really shabbily they were just put up and yeah. the idea is that if there is ever a large enough or anything like that then you're talking potentially flood and that's just in california let alone even yeah. you know where you're at washington where a tsunami the idea of like so there's right? basically there's tsunami warning signs everywhere you go you drive all around here and it's like uh they all point to higher ground so it's like um if you hear a tsunami <laughs> warming warning you go that way yeah um Do there's also that? yep they test they have huge uh, sirens like month it's yeah, it's at least every month yeah. and you hear them going off and then there's a message that comes after them. Gotcha. So, I mean, they're prepared in that. Maybe, maybe they're prepared. Yeah. We live on a peninsula basically. And so yeah. if, you're, it, you're at if the it were to happen, yeah, we're at the tip and uh, just a tip. And, and basically we could get cut off. We could become an island out here. Um, Do you have you know, any part so of elevation where you guys are at? On, on we're, we're at 110 feet above sea level. So we're on top of a hill. Um, but that's not good. much like in the grand scheme of things, right? Yeah, but it's not like, um, you know, it's not going to be like, you know, Hollywood disaster films. Yeah. It's not going to be a wall, a hundred well, foot I mean, wall of water. Yeah, yeah. It's going to well, be like the tsunamis yeah. we've seen, right? Yeah, You've yeah. seen them. Like it's Philippines just water and rushing stuff. in. Yeah. yeah. But even then, feet. but even then, I mean, you're talking about some of those were two, three, four, almost four story. I mean, you know, yeah. So, yeah, but not, but not a, feet, not yes. 110 yeah. feet. And so we're likely, you know, and, and. Worst case scenario, we've got a widow's walk on top of our house. <laughs> gotcha. So we'll be up there. You know, that's like probably to be rescued. 150 feet up, maybe no, or whatever. It's, it's just crazy because, like, uh, it's like the idea that a tsunami could impact the northwest coast. Like that seems almost alien as a concept, but yet it's really not. And then you look at other countries like Japan and other countries. I'm sure that live on the the coast. Uh, where they the entire infrastructure is built around like they've got the seawalls you know and even then it's not 100 percent. but i mean you know like 
yeah, I don't know. That's it's. I was crazy. in Santa Cruz County in 1982, and there was a huge flood. I mean, people died. There was landslides. People died. Um, we lived up on a hill above a river. The river literally came up, uh, completely um, drowned houses below us. So we had neighbors staying in our house. River came up, uh, you know, went through an entire neighborhood, then up our hill, and you know, we were a five minute walk from the river, but then we had, during that flood, we had the river in our yard. Yeah. When the fl floodwaters receded, we had dead fish all over our yard and everything. When we went into town, we had to walk in like three feet of water to get into the store to try and get supplies. When everything was all said and done, we helped friends dig out mud from inside their house. You know, like it yeah. was, I've experienced a pretty serious situation. Were you around in 89 during that earthquake? Yes. I you know, was. so that was a big earthquake in 89. So I didn't, I didn't realize things. Yeah. I didn't realize that cause I was so young, but yeah. I, I I'll, I'll tell you, I'm sure you can do the same thing. I remember, um, I was sitting on our couch and mm -hmm. we had a huge like CRT TV, like a stupid old one or whatever. And we were, right. I think we were running, we were in like a, we had a few, uh, I guess people, it was like, it's like a house that you shared with anyways. Um, and I remember the TV bouncing up and down and then slammed off and I'm on the couch going like, what in the world? And then my mom like running in, grabbing me, throwing me underneath the, the table. And then she was watching one of the, um, the people we live with, uh, their baby or whatever. And the baby was in the fucking high chair. And so yeah. she just, she couldn't figure it out. So she just tipped it sideways and brought the baby underneath. And <laughs> I remember we, because we lived in San Jose, Santa Clara. And when this hit, um, I remember walking outside afterwards and all the streets were cracked and water was coming up, but it wasn't sewage. It was the neighborhood pools and stuff that everybody had were cracked and all the power was out. And luckily at the time, <clears throat> my mom uh, my mom's boyfriend who i grew up with he had built his house and then also had his own power so he didn't lose power and so we went and stayed and you know all that but i didn't appreciate the magnitude of like what san francisco because san francisco started to burn and the collapsing of all the highways and all the people Bay Bridge, yeah. right and like like i i didn't appreciate it then but i remember it just being like there was a giants game going on i had yeah. friends at the giants game um and so yeah i at the time i was working as a butcher so i was in the meat shop sitting right dead center of a, a grocery store the aisles you know this is an old-fashioned grocery store the aisles were snaking so you could mm -hmm. see the aisles visually doing this um this store brilliantly in a in earthquake county stacked all their wine up along <laughs> the shelves like high going all around yeah. the store so all that wine came down there were customers with bloody faces because of the glass yeah. um most of the butchers were trying to hide under the butcher blocks, but there were only so many butcher blocks. So we then we'd go into the freezer. Some people, yeah. there was a lot of like, I don't know what to do because well, there's nothing you can do because yeah. like you're being tossed around like a, a toy. So I like saw, you... Yeah, totally, dude. And so I saw all that. This is how long this lasted. I saw all that happening, decided, OK, I'm going to go out the back of the store, walked out the back of the butcher shop, out the back of the building. Um, there was an MG, you know, one of those little uh, European sports cars um, getting air. It was hopping like it was totally all four wheels were leaving the ground. And then beyond that MG, there was a big old Victorian house. And I literally just looked up and I and all the, you know, the uh, telephone lines yeah. and wires are going crazy. And I watched this huge chimney, brick chimney, just come apart and slide all the way down the roof of that uh, Victorian and fall off. 
Like it was fucking destruction, man. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, it, it was pretty crazy. It was a weird situation. And then not only do you have that, then you have all the mini quakes afterwards, which are just yeah. because and then which you're, you're already all wired oh, up. Man. You're like, oh my god, are we gonna die? Yeah, and then you man. have all the aftershock. I, you know. Fuck earthquakes. I'm sorry. Like I, um, you know, I don't miss California. Like I have fond memories <laughs> as a kid living there and stuff. But like, I went yeah. back and visited. Uh, one thing, like, I don't like being like in a heap of what seems like people. Like there's so many people out there when I when when we came yeah. to San Francisco, and uh, it had grown even since I left as a kid. So it's like sure. there's just no there was no there's no separation between towns. Right. It's just. Oh, there's San Francisco. There's it's a Oakland. Giant there, yeah, of just people. everybody. It's like, oh, we just crossed over, and, and it's like, geesh. But um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't miss that. Um, so, anyways, if yep. you guys are still looking at the whole boat scene and stuff like that, are you looking totally. at staying in that area, or are you looking at? Yeah. Okay. We love the Pacific Northwest. Now, obviously, if you have a boat, you can uh, move around. So maybe during cold season, we'd go south somewhere. I don't know. But uh, we love the Pacific Northwest. Absolutely love it. We love where we're at. We love the town. We love the people. Um, you know, and another advantage of the boat. Well, now, if a, if a tsunami happened, I think you're pretty fucked if you're in a boat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't However, because, you know, you've seen like Japan well, it depends on places. It would depend on where you're you're located, yeah. right? Because like it would if totally you're, depend where if where you're at right now, you're you're on a peninsula. But if you're on the yeah. inside of that, then we are on the inside. But you wouldn't still, really be affected. I don't think. As I much. don't know. I think water rushing in is going to rush into every crevice of, you know, yeah, know, but it's but it's it's it. Yeah, I have no yeah. idea. But one thing about being on a boat that we have thought about is that if the over the coming years, a decade, whatever, the sea levels rise. <laughs> You're fine. You're on a if you're on a boat, you just yeah. rise with it. So, yeah. but yeah. Anyway, um, it's, it's terrifying. Natural disasters suck. Yeah, it's it's terrifying. <laughs> like it, watching the Philippines and stuff when all that happened. Like, it's insane. Um, you oh, I just watched something. Um, uh, sheesh, uh, the martial arts superstar, um, uh, Jet Li. He was yeah. in like I think the Philippines or whatever on an island with his kids and family when it happened and mm -hmm. almost died. Like, yeah. I think they're making a movie out of it or whatever, but like, um, it, you know, it was, it was crazy. Totally random. I saw it on That's TV, scary shit, man. And you watch, also, you watch, yeah, you watch footage of it and it's just like, it's sad. Oh, a lot of wow. people, you know, oh, like dude. The, the thing that kills me the most dude is parents with kids who couldn't save their kids. They literally, yeah. you know, they're right there and they can't save them. Yeah. And I can't think of anything yeah. more heartbreaking. Than All right. That. Moving on. Jeez. Yeah, I know. Let's depress the shit out of our, um, uh, our chat. <laughs> Yeah, but outside more of that, positive so you're, I you're hanging drive out. in. I yeah, went to drive-in with my yeah. family. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's positive, right? Yeah. Do you have drive-ins out there still? Um, None around here, but back in my, where like I, when I'm first moved area. here, the small, oh, no, the yeah. small town and where we moved here in North Carolina had one and it was yep. actually pretty popular. I, we actually had two screens. Yeah. Um, so you just flip uh, whichever way you're facing. We had two. Right. Um, but it was this always... place, dude, is in the middle of the forest, so you, it's literally surrounded by a wall of trees. It's That's one cool. screen because we're a small area. Um, but you, you, you know, like I, down in the Bay Area, there was there was a few uh, drive-ins with multi-screens. Like one yeah. of them had like four or five screens. Um, but this one is just one screen out in the middle of the forest, and it's freaking awesome. Yeah. It's a uh, it's a family that runs that, and and a movie theater that's also here in town. And I love good movie theater food when it's good so we had some we had some cheeseburgers and some uh candy but anyway love taking the family to the drive-in but the yeah. season's over because it's going to start raining now i was going to say speaking of sort of like 
woods and camping, I actually had a um, pretty cool experience this past week. So I was gone last Thursday and we drove yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. yeah, we drove this up. This was to, new for you, right? Yeah, this was a new race style for me. It's called uh, Ragnar Relays. Um, they're, they're usually team relays. And uh, how it works is you have a team of eight or four. Um, and you basically start at like Friday morning at nine or 10 in the morning, depending on what your start time is. And they figure this out by a team, your teammates basically putting in what their average like pace is for like running. And then that's they how can, they determine whether you're going to be four or eight. Or no, how you can determine what time you start, you know, mm -hmm. like if you're really fast, then you don't have to start or you'd be done super early or anyways. So some people sandbag, whatever, but at the end of the day, it's not like what we were doing. We were just, we were just having fun. We weren't competing or anything. So we started at, uh, 10 in the morning and we <laughs> you know finished. What? Go ahead. No. Uh, what? Sorry. Just go ahead. I was so going to say we started at 10 in the morning and we finished at 2 PM the next day on Saturday. Yeah. But like, um, so how it works is you, we had a team of eight, one person in a show, but normally how it works is you have three loops. You have a basically a short, medium and long, and everybody does one of those, but you do them in order. So like, and everybody's numbered. So I was number seven. So I'd be the seventh runner. So my first uh, lap was a short. So I did that around like, I think five, five ish, four thirty-five PM Eastern. But one of our teammates didn't show. So I took uh, the third slot, the first, uh, slot. And that was a long run. And anyways, it was just a really cool experience because here's the, here's the kicker. You show up and you camp, you have tents, you have, oh, like, no shit. yeah. And everybody like the, the people I ran with had, um, you know, like the pop-up like, uh, tents that, and then what they do is right. there's these Walmart version of tents that are like 30 bucks. They attach to the, the, I don't know what you, they attach to it. So you know what I'm talking about? The pop-up tents that they fold down. You, they're like a... Are you talking about a trailer that pops up? No, 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 no. Like a, Okay, it's, just a tent. It's like, a, yeah, but it's just a rooftop, you know, like the that right. those type of, you know, like when you're tailgating or whatever, or whatever, right. you've got those tents. Like, well, a, like, yeah, like an awning or like a, like a, a just a, yeah, anyway, I know what yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, it goes up and it's like a canopy, yeah, canopy, yeah, canopy. sort of thing, but they pop Good up, job, you know, so, and so. A unicorn's out and then you, anyways... And yep. uh, takes like a few people to, well, anyways, the tents attached to that. So the cool thing with, we had like a little tent city, like we had a flap that opened up and that is tables cool. and stuff. And it was a little bit chilly. So anyways, it was just really cool. So we no rain out. though, right? No rain. Good. A um, lot of wind on Thursday night when we got there, like a lot of wind, but everything staked down. People are in their tents. But so anyways, it starts fr Friday morning and you're going all day all night and so like i had a my first night trail run where you're wearing your headlamp you know and and you're going and doing um your thing and that was just a, it was a really cool experience and the cool thing for me is this was my first fun like race if you race run experience you're right like it's outside of what do you mean what do you because, mean first fun one because when i do the spartan races and i'm running age group it's you're more competitive. So, oh no! It just you're pushing oh, it, right? Gotcha, you're gotcha, you're gotcha. redlining it. You're... You weren't dead after this one. It was more just a yeah. Like, like yeah, I, yeah. you know, I did twenty two something miles. So, anyways, that's an eight man group. Is everybody does three laps, one of each, and then the four man they're the ultras, and everybody has to double up. So instead of three, you have six. And our tent, um, our little tent city had two groups: ours of eight and our friend John's of four. 
And um, as soon as I did all this, I was like, I could definitely do the the ultra. And I think we have a few friends next year that are wanting to do a few. Um, are but, teams of four at a disadvantage to the teams of eight? Well, there you run in separate rate. Like it would be like instead of just doing one sl- uh, short. You do a short and maybe the long or a medium and a short or vice versa, everybody. And you have to look at your schedule because, again, uh, you're doing this nonstop. So and the cool thing is how they had it set up. I mean, dude, there was there was fires. There was food trucks, um, hot cider, cocoa. They had a projector playing Hocus Pocus and like rush hour, like late late at night. Dude, that sounds fucking fun. It was a, it was just a really cool time, and you've got all walks of life as far as fitness levels there. And, um, anyways, it was just, it was, it was cool. It was a, uh, it opened my eyes to like, you know, like I could see myself doing those next year. Like I could, I would definitely. Um, it was interesting though because we did have bears in the area. A few people did see bears, um, but they're black bears there they don't want anything to do with you but you're running at night and i could definitely see if you were <laughs> if you had you not, come around a corner or something like yeah that. if you did not if you have if if you hadn't ran at night one that's probably a, a weird experience for you too and then having a headlamp you only see what's like you know in your vicinity right in front of you um but there was other people on the trails generally like i'd passed a lot of people when i did mine and so i mean you weren't but maybe a minute away from someone at any given time, maybe a little bit longer. Um, definitely, if you were like screaming, someone would hear you, right? Because sure, um, sure. sound travels. But um, it was just really cool. It was really cool. Um, awesome. And so that's what I did. That's what I did. Um, yeah, sounds like a good event. And I like team events too, personally. I mean, right? I like solo uh, experiences where you're challenging yourself and trying to grow or whatever. But I'm just totally a team person. I love uh, team sports team um you know, cooperating and working together for a common goal i love that kind of thing well um and, and with this the the unique aspect of it is right not only are you running throughout the night but you're getting woke up in the middle of the night so you have to run or whatever but you have time to recover but the unique aspect of it is is the team element right where i thought i was gonna woke up saturday morning at like six in the morning to have to run, you know, it took someone a little bit longer. Why? Because they were on a trail, they saw someone get hurt. So they stopped, they were helping out and stuff like that. And so like you have those unique things um, that happen. But um, I just, I really enjoyed the laid backness, if you will. But also, you know, like I saw teams out there, like some of our friends uh, that were running the eight man, but they were doing basically competing. They got first spot, but they were hauling ass. Like, it was, oh, you've got your short loop, go. You know, like, oh, you're doing, uh, like, I'm talking about yeah, yeah. hauling ass. Like, right. um, how many minutes, the short loop, how many minutes to, like, take uh, it was 3.9 miles. Uh, and okay. then the medium was 5.1 and the long was 6.7. So, um, you yeah. did all three? Yeah, I did all three and then I did a second uh, long uh, as well. So, wow. yeah, yeah, it was. I was happy with it. It was it was cool because when, like I started off doing my first uh, long uh, lap, and there was a guy right in ahead of me, and I was looking down my watch. I was like, okay, this guy's. I want to keep around an eight thirty pace. I think I can do that on the trails, and you know, it was it was helpful to. He was he was keeping that pace, and then uh, like halfway, he started to fade, and so I got in front of him, and then he was able to pace behind me, and I remember he ate it i'm talking about like 
face plant because you know there's tree roots sometimes there was a lot of technical stuff at certain points but he not just like a little bit i'm talking about face first literally cut his chin ate it and i stopped and i was like hey man are you all right you know and then not too like 30 seconds later there was another guy that uh was following us he ate it and stopped and and I was like, I don't know your guys' names. I was like, but we started this shit together. We're going to finish together. Come on, let's go. Let's go. And um, That's a Marine in you. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Like I said, I was like, we're, you know, I don't know who you are. And we did. We finished uh, together. Uh, me and the one guy, the, the older guy sort of fell behind. But um, yeah, it, it was it was really cool. And um, it was a great experience. And I, you, you know what's inspiring is when you see like the 100 milers, the 50, 100 mile races where people go out and... I don't know. I, a part of me says, well, no, a part of me knows I could do that. Like, I guess that's the, I don't know. That's some someday, man. Some evil thing inside of me is like, yeah, you should sign up for one of those and do that. Phil. Like that's, that's what you should do. I don't know. Bucket list. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it sends you to your bucket. I don't know. <laughs> like, exactly. It would for me. I, my exercise, I've been walking a lot. Yeah, because <laughs> we're like 10 minutes from downtown so we walk down there walk all over the docks walk up around town walk back whatever this is a total walking town so um but yeah the the whole running thing i'd be down for the uh the team the short team stuff yeah but uh fuck 100 miles i'm never did, gonna do that you mentioned you ran i know you played football you, but <clears> did you, you said you did track when you were in high school i was dude i was a big runner when i was young oh yeah you've got the big time yeah you've got the height my I've little brother legs yeah how how tall are you you're six two. Yeah, my brother is like your, your and um, he's just like, uh, anyways, he's got that runner's. When back. I when I walk with people, you know, because my yeah my stride is longer, so I'm usually walking faster than. I people. have four like, steps for every two of yours. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> the Wizard and the Hobbit. I hated that in high school. It's like oh this um, but one thing I will say about running that's unlike any other sport. It's such like it's such an it's the hardest sport. I think running like it's an, it's not based on soccer or football where you have to have bursts of speed or strength or anything. You're especially Non-stop, if you're doing yeah. the 200, 400, 800. It's so uncomfortable. It's so like it's there's no point in time generally like during a soccer match where you're literally all out sprinting for, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, as far as my running goes, I was, again, like I said, it was, mine was always a burst thing. I always did the sprints or I did the relays. And so, you know, maximum, I might've done, uh, at one time, twice around the, the track. 400, yeah. Yeah. So that was, that would have been tops. So no, I'm not an, I'm not an endurance runner. Um, yeah, I was no, all about. That's an 800 because uh, each lap is 400. Okay. Yeah. 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 So that was, that was absolutely my max. Usually I think I did one lap. So it was either uh, a sprint just down one side or it was uh, one lap during a relay or something like that. Are you quick when you walk? Because like, I know people that are like, it's like, they're not walking. Power walkers. They're, they're (laughs) exercising. I've had to, I've had to slow down because the people I walk with, I'll outpace them. So I think over the years, I, my walking has slowed down, but yeah, I can walk really fast um, and pump my arms while I'm walking, you know, like an old man. But uh, anyway, yeah, exercise is good. We should all do it. Um, and drink coffee. Well, Orion mentioned Alaska. Uh, Orion, where'd you live in Alaska? Um, it's funny because, I, you know, I went in May, we took a cruise and we did an Alaskan cruise. And Alaska was absolutely beautiful. It was 
some of the most beautiful land I've ever seen. Uh, I've seen a lot of America and uh, Canada and Mexico and so forth. Uh, I haven't been to Europe or across the ponds or whatever, but I've been to Hawaii. But uh, it's just Alaska is insanely beautiful. Saw the glaciers, um, saw tons of whales and wildlife. Um, and just the, the land itself, it's so unpopulated. It's wild. And the reason I was bringing that up is because that actually leads into the boats. One of the reasons why I want to get a boat is because I want to go back, you know, yeah. but on my terms and, uh, you know, do like uh, take a summer and do two months of just cruising up the inside passage and going to Alaska. Love the little towns, Juneau and, and, and the other ones we went to. But uh, yeah, anyway, Alaska is... Right. Well, on you cruises, you've got a little, you're, you're under crunch time, right? It's like when you stop somewhere, it's like, Hey, you can do this, but you got to be back in this time. Whereas yeah, if you're on a boat, you could just pull up to a dock and go do yeah. whatever you're going to do. Stay there, go back to yeah. your boat and stay there. And then, yeah, I could, yeah, that freedom, that does sound nice. Right. Isn't that, it is, it isn't is that nice. the entire thing? Like when I talk about like small living or, or like, downsizing uh, downside like and this is something i was talking to you about but i've also talked to my wife about and she we don't see eye to eye necessarily on it but like yeah. if if i could snap my fingers i would be okay with like moving up to the mountains and having like the financial freedom like i would be okay with having like a, a one-bedroom you know, house. a little cabin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I could do that right now. Like I yeah. could, I could be, and not having any debt. Like to me, that's appealing to where you don't oh, like, I don't, that there's just something. No, dude, I'm right there with you. you. Know, sim, like, sim, uh, it, it, it translate that to my situation. How do we, I, I'm totally comfortable getting like a little 36 foot sailboat, which for a family of three is pretty tight. That's, that's, that's a small space. Yeah. Um, and, and but you're I'm not, totally not going to have down. any more kids, right? No, I'm not going to have any more okay, kids, but, so. but my wife is not, she's like, no, nope, it's got to be 45 <laughs> foot plus. It's got to have enough space. We got to all have our own space, yeah, you know? Yeah. So we're looking at boats that are like 45 to 50 yeah. foot or whatever, but, but I'm she's like, probably right me, though. And she is right. Yeah, and, and, if, yeah. and if they're not happy, I won't be happy. Yeah, yeah. But like I was, I was, uh, I was telling my wife, uh, we were at dinner down or we were having lunch down by the Marina and I said, see that little boat. And it was probably like. 30 foot or less. I'm like, I could live on that if I was single. <laughs> and she's like, well, you would be if you were you living can on be it. If you keep going that direction. But uh, no, I mean, I think us as guys, we can be a little bit more um, well, simplistic and maybe it's not realistic as far as yes. like, we're just thinking for ourselves yeah, and our yeah. own comfort well, levels. No, I'm even saying like from like a financial perspective of where like what really matters and then also the, the freedom of not like car payments, I hate car payments. Like I've, I, know, I haven't right? had car payments up until we got her car, and then I had to get mine. Like, and debt sucks, dude. I, no I, what. I just don't like, I just don't like having that over my head. And like with a mortgage, you're basically depending on how big of a mortgage, you're basically doing exactly that, and where you're never really gonna, you're. Even rich people don't usually pay off their house because it just makes more sense to put that money into like stocks, and they're gonna make more money. But anyways, I guess my point being is like, I would be okay with like snap my fingers right now. Just go up to the mountains, have a few, have a few Dude, acres. Simple yeah. living is beautiful. And, 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 you know, we're going off on a tangent on this whole thing, but it's okay. Um, there's something when you can get, when you can simplify your life and then just appreciate the simple things, that, um, 
there's something about that lifestyle that, that clicked with us over the last few years where I realized it's not about, you know, getting a new big screen TV every few years, making sure you're on the cutting edge. And, and you know, with space, as far as like uh, a big house, the more space you have, we've found over the years, the more shit you buy and you fill up the <laughs> space, you know, like yeah. it's just it's in and, and, and more debt you go into and the more debt you're in, the more you're a slave to your jobs. And, you know, like there there's a certain magic if you can connect with it to downsizing and simplifying and appreciating the simple things, um, not trying to compete with the Joneses and, you know, yeah. looking around and seeing what everybody else has. Who fucking cares, man? Find what you like in life, what you appreciate. Yeah. Um, you know, and downsizing may not be for everybody, and, and that's fine, but I think we've definitely found a, a, a certain a magic to, to, to downsizing yeah, sure. and simplifying our lives. Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, it's just, it's one of those where, um, me and my wife, we just look at things a little bit different. Like she, cause how she grew up, she grew up with having a, a central sort of location where her family would get together for like, you know, holidays and stuff. And it's something where I didn't necessarily have exactly that. And so of course, two different lives and, yep. um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, she's, uh, she's definitely more open to, to, to the downsizing, especially where we're at right now. And, uh, um, yes. Yeah, and of course, like I said, um, during the last one, it's looking like that's going to be the case. Uh, I get to repaint cabinets because my wife picked a color that isn't necessarily... Uh, Transferable to the next owner. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't like, god <laughs> dang it, like, jeez, yeah. yeah, so it is what it is. But yeah, no, the 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 endurance side of me looking at some of the, the stuff um, is really intrigued by, like... Uh, seeing other people do these things and then realizing like, um, you know, Hey, you can do those, but yep. if you sit on the sidelines forever, you're going to be looking back like, Oh man, I just like, I remember but growing up and seeing like the eco challenge and some like endurance and crazy stuff people doing and just being like, Oh man, that looks awesome. Well, then someday never happens, man. You just got to make someday be today. That's what I've you know, uh, decided because life just the older you get, man, like you think life, uh, time goes by quick now if you ever get kids uh, yeah. the older you get time just freaking flies by it feels like it's fast forward yeah. and the older you get and you have this whole someday notion in your head someday i'll do this someday i'll do that that someday can never come i've seen people say but someday for 20 years isn't that the premise of like work your ass off and retire at 60 70 like someday i'm gonna you yeah, know, like, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm. Is not that just really, the U.S. culture, or is it? I, I mean, it I don't. Is. But I because, don't know. Dude, I see people retire like finally that someday comes. They retire and then they die. You know, it's like, <laughs> and and I hope you live to be a hundred. All of you out there, I hope you all live to be a hundred uh, as long as it's a comfortable life. But um, really, it's just uh, if you have something in your mind, see if you can do it now. See if there's a way to make it happen now and and fit within your life. You know, and that's really like. Uh, initially, I think Rebecca and I were thinking about retiring onto a boat. We pretty much, as far as living on the West Coast, Pacific Northwest, we've realized we're probably never going to own a home. Uh, home prices out here are ridiculous, mm -hmm. um, insane. You know, like the house we're living in right now, we're renting, uh, is I think it, it's it market value is like 800K or something like that. We'll never be able to buy around here. So as long as we don't want to move to somewhere, you know, like, I mean, we could probably buy if we moved to Texas or, or Oklahoma or Kansas or something like that. But we North Carolina. both or North Carolina uh, areas of North Carolina, not all of it. Not all. Um, of it. 
but we've lived in on the West Coast all of our lives, both Rebecca and I, yeah. and we've grown up here. And we don't want to really want to live. We love the Pacific Northwest. We want to stay out here. So we kind of realized we're never going to buy a home, most likely. Um, and so a boat for us was a way to downsize and to afford it. And so then it became not so much a when we retire thing, but can we make this happen now? Because now we can stop paying rent and now yeah. we can, uh, you know, start uh, putting money away and put money into something that is ours, which is our boat. But what I wanted to mention to you earlier, something funny, I just got a text from uh, Micah's school. The great shakeout is tomorrow at 10, 17 a.m. Practice drop cover and hold on. Tsunami sirens will be activated. So see that happens every once in a while. That's, in that's, our, that's like in our being, area. Uh, my family, I'm from Nebraska. That's where I was born, but I, I haven't lived there for any period of time. But anytime you're out there, they every month they have the, you know, and I've actually seen tornadoes when we're out there. And it's a yeah. weird, eerie thing when you yeah. see a tornado off in the distance. Oh, yeah, dude. And, um, yeah, anyways, the sirens go off for testing every month. But when you hear the sirens and it's not that time, it's very, very eerie. And uh, Would be. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'm All right, so let's, uh, you know, enough about us, right? I don't know. <laughs> I, you know let's... Do you have anything else? Do you have any uh, TV movies, anything going on? We The movie we saw at the drive-in was a kid's movie. It was uh, abom Abominable. Yeah, Abominable. I haven't even it was, heard it. Uh, it was a, um, an animated uh, movie. Are, um, are it was actually gonna, pretty good. Are you going to have to go see Frozen 2 when it comes out? Probably. <laughs> Probably. Why do, you, why do you have to bring that up, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, so I've got a uh, mandate with my buddy to watch uh, Peaky Blinders, uh, the latest season on right on. Saturday. He, uh, so we just, uh, he's my Marine buddies uh, down the road. And so we were like, yep, we're, we're doing um. it. And magic's getting the song in my head. My wife, yeah. my wife was like, "Well, I don't want to watch that." I was like, "Good, nice. <laughs> Go, you and you know, our friend. You guys can go. I don't know. Do whatever women do." I was like, "This is gonna be a man time. This is what's happening." Because my wife, lover, jeez, man, she is a If she doesn't start watching it from the very beginning, questions. The entire. Why time. are they doing that? Why? And I'm like. Yeah. It was already explained. I was like, just watch the show. Like, oh my gosh. Like, yep. yeah, just like, I can't do it. I'm like, this is like season three. You haven't watched season one. You don't have any interest in it. So I just, I don't know if I want her there. I don't want her yeah. there. I'll be honest. I don't want her there. I Being just want realistic. just me and my buddy and us have beer and we get to watch Peaky Blinders, the latest cool. season. That's what I want. That's what's yeah. happening. Right Maybe. on. Maybe. Hopefully. <laughs> I say that. Yep, yep. I'm so full of crap. Um, but yeah, so uh, let's go dive in. Um, anyways, just want to say thank you again, guys, for tuning in. Hopefully you're having a great uh, time, day, evening, morning, wherever you are in the world. Uh, hopefully you like these just simple conversations between a wizard and a hobbit. And uh, we'll just uh, go dive into some MWO stuff. Yeah, well, speaking of MWO, or I, I should say just our, our chat and the people out in chat. Hey, welcome to the NGNG uh, casino as well, right? <laughs> So much. Uh, They've been enjoying so, it. Yeah, I know. It's it's uh, definitely kept our chat. It's, it's almost like active. we've tapped into something addictive in the personalities. Yeah, I, I don't right. know. But uh, anyway, it's been fun. We did uh, add some new stuff to our to our stream over the last uh, couple of weeks, having a fun time with you guys. The streams have been fun. Yes, it is like like you mentioned. It's like adding little um, dailies or something. Did like you, that, you know? I think you missed my what I was doing yesterday. So yesterday, uh, did you have a new, uh, what, what are they called? Yes. Yeah, so we, we, uh, Sev out there, shout Contest. out to Sev, 
he said, why don't you do a progressive thing where like you start off with like, can Phil do 500 damage and you, you stay in one mech and then 600 and then 700. And if you fail, either you go back. But I was like, ah, if I fail, then I'm just going to move on to the next mech. So I, I, did I, heard, the I heard you got 15. Yeah, 1500. So I, my goal on the, uh, so we get 500, 600, 700, 800, 900, get to a thousand. And it was, it was an insane match and 1556. It was, it was just like, and it could have been even more just, it was just one of those like, and then, um, yeah, was so a I need dual to highlight heavy gauss? Yeah. Dual heavy gauss, five mediums, the Fafner two Bravo, but it was funny like during the match and stuff. And there was another one. I was just like, I was just like, um, I don't know. I tapped it and I was just like, I was like, we're going to do this. It's like all these non-believers. Cause you know, everybody's voting no or whatever. And it was like. And on, on comms, like in game, I'm like, we're turning this shit around. Let's go. We're flanking. We're pushing. <laughs> Take them. And just like, it was, it was, it was fun. And yeah. for me, it's added a, a, a unique perspective where I'm challenging myself and I'm pretty competitive with myself. And so it's like, but I'm not down if I lose, like it, it's going to happen. Like the 1100 damage match the next, yeah. I, just the things didn't line up. I couldn't do it. So it is what it is. It was right. a cool run. Right. So yeah, it was just, it was really cool. So, um, we've been enjoying yeah, it's, that. It's, it's been a good time. It's added another layer of, uh, interactivity with that. And I've been well, so, uh, you can look for us again. We'll be, uh, both streaming tomorrow and Friday. All time right. So we've got the MWO comp championship series, 2019. Are you qualified? <laughs> Matt's a genius. Qualified just... now. I think the I think the um, MWO comp guys might have uh, worked with them. Maybe even yeah, they may even have suggested that title. I don't know 100. percent I did see a conversation going on on Discord. I don't know who came up with it, but whoever yeah. came up, with it, very cool. And it's nice to see Matt working with MWO comp. But yeah, basically, it's an event sale and a tournament update. Uh, I'll drop the link in chat. Yeah, but, and they had uh, a few bonuses on the event for doing like the comp uh, matches, um, and then they had other stuff like where you didn't have to be. And of course, link is in chat. And of course, if you if you're listening afterwards, uh, we don't have much time. I think left on this, right? How much time, or am I wrong? Uh, it goes to the twenty second. Yeah. Okay. October yeah, you got plenty. Yeah, so we have some time. time. Yeah, you got plenty of time. Um, but yeah, I I enjoy doing the in game events. I've always wanted uh, dailies. Um, yeah. You, I mean all you know, I think it is what it is now, but it's one of those things where I've always, so that's where the engagement of doing like the, the, the C bills, what we've been doing in our channel have sort of allowed me and possibly you to do, which is like, I can, you know, Make do our the, own events. Yeah. And you know, it's on a per match basis and stuff. And so anyways, Dude, it allows I mean, you to, yeah, go ahead. it allows you to bounce around because like in the yeah. events, it's usually like, maybe a handful of max and then you get done and you're done. Whereas with this, what we're doing is like, it's like a constant, um, thing. And, uh, yeah. Anyways. I'll tell you what, it keeps me busy because yeah. I have, I often have matches where I've got a contest going on. So am I going to get 300, 400 or more damage? I always say I'm, I'm at least half the mech warrior you are. So you're going for 600 damage. I'm going for three. Um, so I'll have a contest running. I'll have a giveaway running. And, you know, people are hunting me for dev kill medallions. And sometimes I give, I let them salvage my mech. So literally I can come out of a match and have to deal with three <laughs> things. It's keeping me busy. So I'm, it's nice. 
um, you know, the streams go by really quick, but I also get pretty tired by the yeah. end. I'm like, oh, you unless know. Unless you drink like five cups of coffee. Unless I heard I, that. Dude, that, I heard that, that day I had five. Yeah. So that wasn't yesterday. I forgot what day that was. It might have been like Monday. two days ago. It was Monday, wasn't it? Yeah. So I had five cups of coffee. I was totally wired all the way up until the moment I wasn't. And I hit a wall so yeah. hard, man. Towards the, I, I could just feel it. All my energy just dropped. But uh, it's good. It's it's we're having a good time. So I, I look forward to continuing. How many cups of coffee? Well, I mean, okay. To be fair, you drink some larger cups, mugs, bowls of coffee. How many of those do you normally drink? Like two, three, two or three, two or three. So I mean, from a actual cup one or two in the morning, and one in in the. So you're probably drinking if if you were to measure it because it's actually by cup, right? So, like I know this isn't uh one like. So you're probably drinking like six cups of coffee, actually technically cups of coffee. Probably four to six, depending on, I think most days I drink one mug like this in the morning and one in the evening. Yeah. Okay. Every once in a while I throw an extra one. All right. Monday, I don't know what happened. So um, obviously that's it for MWO. Um, nothing uh, as far as else there. Uh, MechWare 5, the launch party 20 year anniversary. Of course, uh, we talked about that last time. Um, yeah, it's there. It's the 20 year anniversary of uh, Piranha Games. It's the launch party for Mech Warrior Five, and they're already uh, they've already sold out over 50 percent of the tickets. I don't know where they're at today. That was yesterday, so um, the tickets saw, are selling out. I saw Nutty posted up. Uh, He's got his. Yeah, he got ticket and hotel. He's ready to party. Yeah. Um, and of course, uh, so I know it, I said I'm not going to be able to make it too, too close to holidays. Um, are Are you going to be able to? Well, I'm still working on it. It's I mean you're you're it's yeah, it's like it's right, right around there. the corner like, from I was Christmas. Just like, we got family in town. Yeah. So I'm just trying to figure it out. I have I've had a few people ask me um whether I'm gonna be there and, and, and basing I don't know why they'd base going on me, but they want to see know, your face. They well it's because uh, I think people wanna have friends and I understand that. Um I just don't have an answer yet. I'm trying to figure that out. Um I would love to be there, of course. Um, but we do have family in town and I gotta just kinda work around that. So We'll see. I'm gonna, I, I should find out within the next week or so whether I'm going to be there. All right. Uh, no new updates on uh, Battletech by HBS, but I would suspect we've, we're we going to see, we have to see something soon because we know they're uh, after. Uh, oh, wait, there's there's something. They, they've been dropping little hints about PDX, uh, PDX Con. Well, they, that's, that's what I figured. Metal, right? because, well, on their, on their, remember on their roadmap, you know they had urban warfare and then they yeah. had something else and they didn't name it um yeah there's an update next week i'm pretty sure announcements have yeah the heavy, heavy metal well Saturday. that's what i'm saying is like we don't know i mean but remember too mitch did say the unseen are going to make officially because they're already in game via mods but officially yeah. um and how that's uh, oh dude i'm if, so stoked for that yeah if you're wondering how that works is like the modding community has added literally hundreds of mechs and chassis and stuff like that. Um, so anytime an official mech comes out, they just remove it because it's already in game and, and uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, all right. So we've got, um, oh, hold on. This just came out today. Should we play this? Do you want to play this? Yeah, show it. Hold on. Well, hold on. Let me, uh, let me. Can you, can you bring it up on the. Yeah. Let me. Um... We're, Gotta unmute gonna, so I can watch it too. Yeah, let me just do display capture here. I don't know if this is gonna work. Live from PDXCon 19, Saturday, October 19th, we are gonna drop 470 tons of heavy metal. 
470 tons of metal. <laughs> Heavy metal. So, wait, 470 tons. Is that Alpha Lance? Well, I mean, just think of, uh, do the numbers. I mean, that would be Marauder 75, uh, you know, Archer, uh, Warhammer, and what am I missing here? More. So it's more than just Alpha Lance, obviously, because it's I not. I'm wondering if they're going to do like Stinger yeah, to and stuff like that. Like, I'm wondering if I would gonna... love, man, because I've been watching, um, you know, Blackwell been putting out those uh, renders. Oh, my God. Yeah. Beautiful. Like, and he did the Wasp the other day. Was it the Wasp or the Stinger? I think it was the Wasp. Um, dude, I'm just... <sighs> Mech designs and what we're doing today <laughs> like just blows away what we were dealing with back in the 80s and the 90s and yeah. the early 2000s. Mech, it's just beautiful, man. It is pretty cool. Um, what were um, we talking about earlier? The Gargoyle? Gargoyle. Yeah, so nice. moving to Catalyst Game Labs, uh, yeah. the Kickstarter update basically came out yesterday which has been really nice consistency on, on their part. Mm -hmm. um, the basically what they're doing is they're working with artists for the 3d models and how 3d and I'm assuming how 3d, I, I think they're doing 3d printing. Uh, anyways, they're doing the 3d models and they're basically prepping the, the master for, you know, like molds and, and so forth. Uh, and they have an example of the, the executioner, which by the way, yep. the executioner and I've seen the gargoyle and stuff. I've seen there's images that are coming out. The executioner looks fantastic. Yeah, um, the gargoyle looks fantastic. I think it looks, obviously they've got it in a stance and stuff, but I think the one thing that I like about the gargoyle um, that I've seen via Catalyst Game Labs versus like MWO1, very similar. They're similarities, that design sort of between Shimmy and Anthony. Um, he They spent more time on the, the like cockpit face area and other aspects to where it didn't look like just like a, uh, like you said, a football player or football you know, like or Conan Barbarian thing, headdress thing. Um, but uh, yeah, so the executioner looks really nice, and um, yeah, that's that's a thing. That's what's happening. So yep, yep. Um, kudos. And I also saw something. An, I saw an Irby um, that was also done by uh, Alan. I don't know if that's official or if that was done by, I think maybe a fan. And then he also um, just basically did a 3D yeah. representation. But um, I, I had to retweet that. Uh, Speaking image. of Irby's, I was watching uh, Haven um, run around. He's, he's doing his Halloween themed <laughs> urban mech with his scary voice. Yep. It was, it was just fun watching him yesterday. He, he was doing, um, I raided him yesterday and he was doing like the, there was no, anyways, people could like do stuff and it was like making noises on the stream and yeah, he was having yeah. fun and, uh, uh always, like, always entertaining. Yeah. I, like, yeah. The entertainment factor is up there. So another yeah. cool thing, uh, we, we, we talked about it briefly and, and we could probably expand on it, uh, next week on our next podcast once we've both had a, a chance to, uh, try it out. But um on the uh what is it the internet archives um yes. mech warrior 2 and mech warrior 2 mercenaries is now available you can play in browser i know there's potentially some issues may not run perfectly for everybody or whatever i have like i said we haven't really you dabbled with it a little bit this morning i haven't checked it out yet but i also noticed uh crescent hawks uh inception 
is on there. So I'm kind of excited to try some of these games that I literally, like Crescent Hops Inception, that was late 80s, I think. Yeah, 88. So holy cow, dude. You're talking yeah. 30 years ago. 30 fucking <laughs> years ago. I remember. I mean, I remember playing Inception. Yeah. But it's been that long. Yeah. Um, it's going to be fun for me to dive so back into that. It looks like this is like a DOS emulator and that's what they're using, but it's like the full game of MechWarrior 2 Mercenaries. I'm not sure about like controls and it's interesting that they didn't go with like a Windows 95 or whatever version because it might be compatibility, yeah. but I'll definitely have to see if there's more here. Um, I would Give like to go. do a MechWare 4, MechWare 3 playthrough. I, I know you can. I think there's some workarounds you got to do for uh, drivers because uh new new video cards and and stuff like that but yep, yep. it'd be cool to take a trip down memory lane a bit um except especially considering you had uh, mechware 3 and then you had pirate's moon and then mech 4 and then you had you know three dlcs with that right so yep um yeah that would be what i like be... about it is that you know like i you, you know i've said many times many many times that i've been playing mechware 4 once or twice a year forever since it it came out. Um, but it's cool seeing basically the the life of these games. Like we're so fanatical about this franchise that we will still play and have fun with the game that came out in the 80s or early 90s or whatever. Um, and uh, what I get excited about that is... Um, you know the potential for Mech Warrior Five. It's new technology. Everything's going to look beautiful, and then uh, it has modding. Like there's been no modding accessibility before. Like yeah. the previous games, you haven't. You know, of course, there's mod teams and people that have done really yeah, cool Mech, things. Mech Four, I think Mech Tech had the tools because they had a license agreement to create mods. That was the only. Um, that was their agreement, so they had right. the tools for that, and that was it. So, but but you know, Mech Five has so much potential as far as it yeah. goes, and that just gets me excited because of not only longevity but also versatility and yeah. and you know being able to see just a, take that. Con that 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 uh, foundation and just make you know whatever yeah. anything well, that you can think of and unfortunately i have a really big imagination so there's yeah that, i know right, right? <laughs> whatever and you can so, think of depending yeah and yeah. i mean even for my own personal um i know you know we, like you want mech commander we know we know well we know. yeah but like there's <laughs> other ideas as well and then like what is sure. that and and so yeah it's just you know how much I think there's something to be said about uh, content creators creating stories and um, experiences, right? Like, I think yep. there's something to be said about the ability to experience maybe a story that you've you've read about or, oh, dude. you know, like, um, and it doesn't even have to be. And, and this is where I go back to, like, it doesn't have to be big. Like the first thing pops your mind is like, oh, clan invasion, two kid, and all that. No, I'm thinking even smaller. Like I said, like or small. Just pick a nice novel, man, that has decision a at nice contained. Yeah, yeah, decision, decision at Thunder at Rift. Thunder Rift I want to play decision you know? at Thunder Rift so bad. You know. Um, yeah. So you know, and and I'm talking about where you know you're almost taking a novel and experience and translating yeah. into, um, and it'd just be a fun. But the amount of work, and so that's that's the kicker is like the amount of work and effort. But the cool thing is the tools are going to be available. Now, that being said, 
Unfortunately, we did hear that the tools will not be available um, on the at launch. At launch. Yeah. Um, and so hopefully we'll hear a little bit more about that. But, but I think I, the next AMA is supposed to be about modding. Well, that's I think what, that's uh, what Russ he mentioned. wants. Yeah, that's what Russ yeah. wants to do. But here's the kicker is like, that's not going to stop us uh, from digging in the files and, uh, you know, seeing what's there and, and stuff like that. Um, oh, no. So... Yeah, I think we'll, we'll, you know, the glimpses that we've seen of the the tools that they're working with are pretty intuitive, um, especially like mech creation and stuff like that. But again, I guarantee someone is going to mod infantry in. Someone is going to mod. Someone, I, I guarantee, I'm saying it now. Someone's going to mod it to where you can run around as a grunt and get shoot at mechs. And someone's going to mod where you can pilot a VTOL or a tank. Like those are, I mean, think about it. That's really low-hanging fruit, I think, as far as what's possible um the the kicker is is like how much can someone you know because because they're doing sort of the storyline sandbox experience are you able to then string together missions and have a different campaign um, Mm -hmm. to where it's just like uh it's very linear and it's storytelling and stuff like that and obviously you know scene transitions and stuff you know you can do that. You're gonna have mocap available, so you're gonna have uh, like uh, human models, 3D models in there. I mean, so I, I again, I feel like the sky's the limit. It's just we don't know how much work and effort. Obviously, with anything mod huge like that, it takes a long time and a team well, of dedicated people. Yeah, so. and and you and I met like 10 years ago, with, you know, as modders for Living Legends, and so we know what's uh, people are capable of. Um, that was a huge effort organizational effort um but there within the battletech uh, ip there are people who will put forth that effort and so i really think sky's the limit and this will have more modding capabilities than anything we've um yeah and even before even living legends like there i remember playing there was um there was things i really liked about the the mod um and then there was things i didn't but i mean the idea of like that transferring to an updated engine and updated tools to where you can do pretty much everything. I mean, think about this too, is like from, let's just say you wanted to do what like Living Legends, well, here you have a game, all the models are done. All Mm -hmm. the artwork is consistent. Which is huge. Think about how much it All the animations, (laughs) all the, you don't have to create, because that's a kicker with that game, they had to create all those systems. Now all of it's done for you. And remember how that could sometimes translate into some mechs were great and some were wonky because you had different people doing it. They had to, you know, different people doing the animations. Some people were better than others, et cetera, et cetera. And so I like the consistency. We're going to have all of the foundation there and hopefully all the tools making it as easy as possible. And I say, uh, to be clear, you have to know Unreal Editor. So you can download that for free right now and, and understand how that works get training the difference like i don't i don't we're not going to get like a mission editor per se like what you're thinking about like with mech commander they had an all-in-one system basically you know what tiles to lay down building it was it was in a program itself like they had a mission thing and then you'd create the mission in mech commander and then you could anyways i don't we're not going to get that per se but you're going to get all the tools from my understanding you're going to get all the tools um, that they're working with. And we've seen screenshots of it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Brian Ekman has released a few on their Discord and some of the, the modders and stuff in that. There's a channel for that. Um, so that's my understanding. That's why, like, when you hear Russ and them saying, and, he, you know, again, multiple times, like, he'll say, 
I think the mod team's going to do that. Like he literally yeah. just said that like multiple times on the last one. Yeah. Like that's a mod, right? Like, um, so now they did mention no melee and he said something interesting. He said, at least not at release. Yeah, but, I know. Why did he say that? Because everybody, because like obviously right there, uh, I don't, somebody in chat just brought up melee. I don't want it looking like, I, you know who Rock does and sock it, and robots. Yeah, man. you know who you does it really look. well is a battlefield game or even Titanfall, where when you get to X distance from another uh, mech, you would press a button and it's, you're locked into that. Yeah, it's it's a number and one. That would be fan fucking tastic. Even then, yeah. I don't want just where you can just you know you're running around swinging this just looking stupid. But if yeah, like if you got up to if you're in an atlas and you got up to whatever. And you could press and it, you know, boom, you know, just hits and then it, re, you know, resets or whatever. And another thing we don't know is we don't know if there's a um, fall down, you know, like yeah. how does, because yep. one of the issues in MWO is the network and stuff that we had issues. And also from the, from the player perspective, knockdown was really, it had a negative outcome, which you were pretty mm -hmm. much screwed. But in a PVE environment where you could set the odds more in favor of the player, and to be that godlike character. It would be cool. Right? Like, yeah. so maybe just maybe they do that. But you've got to think it's another sequence for behind the scenes. It's an animation and and obviously um, a blueprint, which would be like a scripting thing. So I'm sure someone's going to figure that out. But then what you have to do is you're going to have to implement um, some type of animation system uh, loop that is included. And that depends on... How does that work on mechs? How does that work on mechs that don't have uh, hands? You know, like those are things that you have to solidify, but you can do, I think. And also too, I think it would work because Titanfall, the mechs moved pretty quick and yet it could in engage, but it was a, it was a, you didn't, it wasn't a free flow uh, melee. It's not like uh, Mortal Kombat where you could, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was locked mm -hmm. in, you battlefield, same thing. You go to knife someone. Now you go to knife someone, someone could, uh, if they hit X or whatever, a certain time they could stop it. But this is a PVE game. So you could just have it happen, but then it could also happen to you. But what you could set it up is you could set up. So the player has the option of potentially blocking the melee or something like that. So it's, um, it's intriguing, but I mm -hmm. don't know if they're going to do it or if the mod seed's going to do it and it beat it to him. And I know, and I see this, uh, this attitude of like, well, why can't the devs do it or they should just do it anyways. I think people sometimes underestimate one how much work and effort goes into that, especially if it's a if it's not priority. Uh, and then also too is how much time and effort some people in some mod teams have that can just dedicate to one thing and boom they get it, and then they can over the period of time they could iterate on it, and then it's boom it's right there for the entire community. And that's the nice thing about mods is the really really good ones everybody uses and everybody adapts and we see that in BattleTech uh, with HBS. Um, you know, Rogue Tech is a compilation. It's not one mod. It's hundreds of mods. Right? Oh, I so. play. I still play DayZ. I still play uh, Fallout. I mean, these these are things where there's the mod community is huge, and there's so many things, and there's no way uh, the devs could ever include all that stuff, even the the really cool stuff, on their own. And that's and that's really what makes modding so cool. Now, what is interesting is when a developer sees some really great mods and they then they make those official basically and they integrate them into the product. But you know, once 
Mac 5 comes out, I want them busy working on the first DLC, you know, and, yeah. um, and, and then hopefully the second DLC or whatever. And so, again, I have a lot of hope and faith in the modding capabilities of MechWarrior 5, you know, like I got all fingers and toes crossed. I want to see some amazing things. And I know the people that can do it are out there. And I know that this franchise has those that, you know, that kind of passion. Well, and, and it goes back to something I think we talked about. Um, someone just mentioned MechWarrior 5 online or something. Well, you already have that. <laughs> Bandit. Co-op. Yeah, Bandit. Yep. And I will say like, I love PVP and I, and uh, whether it's shooter games or Mecha Online, but there is something to be said about a co-op experience with friends. Oh, totally, dude. That we've never I, had in a MechWare yeah. game, and it's never. And I'm not talking about you just throw endless waves upon waves of stuff, even though that's a cool game. <laughs> like, how far yeah, can yeah, you survive? Sure. And or and we know there's going to be ref, uh, repair uh, labs and stuff. Repair just, and rearm. Just think about outside of the box the stuff you're going to be able to do just with that alone dude so, it's going to be amazing being able to form up our own lance and yeah. work together and, and you know is someone going to crack that to where you're able to bring more people in we don't know and that's the thing is we don't know if four people is the limit and that can be cracked or is that can be hard-coded we don't know if uh maybe someone can make it so you can bring like instead of just four people it's three of your friends, but each person can also bring two or four AI Lance mates as well. We just don't know. So like, that's the thing is like a lot of the, the don't know. Um, There's a lot of unknowns still. Yeah. Yes, like, for sure. you know, and it would be, you know, uh, Rust had mentioned that all this stuff takes place on planets. I have a feeling someone is going to mod it. So aerospace. it happens on an asteroid or aerospace fighter or you're not even on a planet, you're out in space and you're flying a freaking fighter. Why Why would I say that? It's because if I've seen anything in any of the other mods, it's it's the sky's the limit. And, you know, um, I wouldn't put it past, especially how it, the tools are in the blueprint system. For those that don't know, the scripting blueprint and Unreal, it's very versatile. And so... Um, you know, I, it, there's there's geniuses out yeah. there. I I think we're gonna see some amazing stuff. Um, so from all of you out there, we expect to see Mech Commander. <laughs> Make us good see, shit. We expect to see all of our favorite novels turned into uh, mini games. We expect uh, you know everything from you guys. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I want to keep. Like I, I want to play. I want to play Mech Five for twenty fucking years. You know. Well, I'm gonna be like I said. I've got ideas, even for Mech Commander. But one of the things that uh the first things that pop up is one getting the we know there's going to be a third person camera so mech commander really isn't out of the realm but the difference being is is uh, if you're going to do a point and click are you going to be actually controlling a mech a la sort of mech assault but a top-down isometric um how does that affect ai does it affect um you know this as far as pathing um and then also depending on do you have ui changes well then even if you're doing a mech commander one of the issues i had uh, in the original and even two was it just becomes like a grab all of your max and alpha one target and stuff right. like that. <clears throat> so then, you know, that's where I can see the difference between an RTS is like something like a Dawn of War and then a Dawn of War 2 where you go from a large scale squad stuff to like more of a hero stuff. And then you have other actions that can happen, whether you're calling in uh, support from above or, you know, so forth and so on. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's yeah, there's some also. Stuff. 
somebody needs to mod in infantry. Yeah. <laughs> Until that's officially done, I need to squish some little peoples. Yeah. And well, and shoot them with machine guns and flamers and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I think people are going to mod in mechs. Uh, it's going to be yeah. interesting to see if people mod in mechs. No one mentions Dawn of War 3. Hmm. No, yeah. Well, hey, good idea uh, in practice, right? They were trying, and that's what sucks, you know, not to get on tangent here, but might as well. We're already here. Um, is the, what, you know, do you try to reinvent the wheel? You know, like, especially on RTS, what do you do to make a better RTS or is it just the same? Well, if it's just the same, RTSs aren't really popular. Same thing. Like, it's like uh, first person shooters. What recently changed the game just from stale? And that's uh, um, a Battle Royale. Different styles Battle Royale, but it's all the same mechanic of force engagement and stuff. And yeah, it's hugely popular. Up until that, it was just super boring. We were getting the same stuff. I mean, remember Arma, mm-hmm. me and you playing? Mm-hmm. And it was like... It was boring, like same thing. So well, sometimes it was awesome, but yeah, it got over time. You're yeah. like, okay, got to have something different. But I, I think the 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 kicker with like Dawn of War three is they were trying something new, missed the mark slightly. But the the disappointing thing with Dawn of War three is they they literally said, all right, we're done. We're not supporting. It is what it is. That's horrible. Like business yeah. practice. Like I don't even yeah. understand how that works. It's dude. It, I always, I've thought about this a lot of times as a developer. You know, we. Think of the best games that have come out over the last 20 years, you know, the ones that really stand out. And oftentimes, that's somebody who takes a chance. It's a developer who does something different, does something new. Instead of following trends, they create a new trend, you know, or whatever. Um, But that's risky business. That's why so many developers don't rock the boat, so to speak. You know, they... They they go with because they have big money yeah. in it. it. Could be fifty million, a hundred million. They got board of directors. Yeah, and they want the people that are investing. They want you know a safe bet. So yeah. go with what's working. Go with what's already selling. Go with what's popular. But those developers that get into a situation where they have the ability to really break new ground and try something different, um, I I on one hand love it, but on the other hand I know how big of a risk it is. It could totally just like that uh, not work. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, as far as the mod scene, again, it's going to be interesting because you've got the tile system for maps, but then you also have the ability to create original. And that's where I feel like mm-hmm. the story, like, for instance, uh, coming up with a decision at Thunder Rift, you know, can you, we know there's a physical limit size as far as kilometers, I think. Um, but, you know, we, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And that's what I'm intrigued about. Um, we're sort of just waiting on the... The edge here to to be able to to get into so uh, i myself am looking forward to it um and i know a lot of people else out there and it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be cool because even though mechs should be the central focus and i and i get that so much of battle tech is is the new it's again it's intrigue the, politics right? uh like, relationships and yeah. drama oh totally dude i mean yeah. Uh, what's his name? That one guy that described it uh, he has a YouTube video, you know, is basically Game of Thrones in space. It's totally accurate. <laughs> yeah, it and uh, that's, a, that's a perfect explanation, you know, and why also somebody out there, Sony or whoever has the freaking rights, do a damn movie or yeah. TV show on HBO or do something. Hey, I know it's not going to happen, but I'm going to keep dreaming. No, no, that's not. I just, that's one of those <laughs> like double edged swords where like, yeah, I'd love that. But don't fuck it up. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, obviously it's got to be done right. Like, uh, it, it would have to so be done good. like yes. Game of Thrones, uh, yeah. except for the last season. But yeah. 
Anyway, yeah, good stuff, man. Anyways, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. I just want to say thank you again for being here. Uh, Darren, it's always a pleasure sitting down and talking with you. Likewise. This podcast is supported by you, the viewer. Please consider supporting us in a variety of ways. One of the first ones is you can become a sub. Are you listening? Do you enjoy these conversations? Do Do you enjoy watching that wizard and this hobbit play MWO every single day? If you do, click on that sub button. It really does help support us. It's a great way of doing it. You can also check us out on Patreon if you don't want to give uh, Amazon any more money. Totally understand. Uh, we got a merchandise store. Check that out. Um, and then uh, another big one that uh, we just we you need to utilize is that Amazon affiliate link. If you're buying anything, please. If you're buying anything on Amazon, use that link. It's down below. We'll have it below the descriptions. We get kickbacks when you guys uh, order stuff. Doesn't matter what it is, and we don't get any personal information. So there is that. And, um, but yeah, I just want to say thank you again for being here. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that, uh, that, uh, podcast. And of course we will be back tomorrow afternoon, uh, with uh, double streams as yes. always. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to streams tomorrow. Um, we're going to raid Cyclone Jack after that. He's got a good, uh, after this, he's got a good event going on, but, um, that's going to be it for us today. Be sure to check out our website at noguts, Check us out on Twitch at NGNG TV, YouTube at no guts, no galaxy TV, Twitter at no guts no galaxy facebook and no guts no galaxy podcast and soundcloud at no guts no galaxy and for all the latest and greatest in mech porn t-shirts and mugs be sure to check us out at no guts no galaxy store.com this was your local no guts no galaxy mechware podcast signing off for tonight this is phil and this is darren until next time mech warriors he's getting so good it'd be best if you avoid me but I know you probably can't You sense something is wrong with me You can feel it on my skin But there is more with Just a little off The truth is at one time I was But now I'm a robot Forever